0: Yo, what's going on everybody? It is Monday. That means it's gonna be a Monday mukbang today. It is August 10th, 2020. Hopefully you guys are doing well. In this part of the country, in Nubiana, Iowa, and basically in eastern Iowa. Uh generally, we've had some very uh strong storms coming through. The uh weather team on the local news has been broadcasting non-stop for like the last three hours. They're like getting a little bit loopy and exhausted uh we're okay here we haven't had anything too bad we had some really dark skies and some very hard rains for a little bit now it's just kind of like rainy and still dark but it was uh pretty intense for a minute the girls were a little bit scared the the dog was acting funny um and then my in-laws were like uh bringing plants in from outside and like moving furniture around um on the deck to make sure nothing blew away so it got a little bit intense, but I think we just got uh, mainly just some rain up here further south and where like one of my sisters-in-law live, they got it a lot harder. And so like on that local, all the different local news broadcasts, um, they were, they've been showing like images that people are sending in. They've got their like mobile news crews out and like getting footage. Um, what's funny is uh, it was so bad that some of like the weather stations, like kind of like the weather cams and like the the like the noa weather stations not like news stations that report weather they were uh out of power and so we weren't getting data from them and then this the news channel that my in-laws like kcrg channel nine uh was out and uh so like we like just through the satellite it, they were just broadcasting a green screen it's like a weird lime green color um and so we were on channel seven and my father and i was like what, what are we watching channel seven for i'm like channel nine's still out he's like it's still out i can't believe it so, so it was pretty funny um but yeah so we're, we've been watching uh, kwwl channel seven um for, for all, all day today which has been like the longest we've been watching although at some point someone changes the channel to channel seven during the day because they watch um or i think they do right no 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 i don't think they do i think the, the tv is basically never on channel seven in this house is that the channel that puts on holy moly then it might be on for that <laughs> all right let's see who's how's everyone doing hopefully you guys are doing well i saw Mark sound says storms are coming through chicago now yeah we've been watching the news has been on all day and it looks like it's um the worst of it is like in rockford now but like the front edge of it is in chicago so hopefully you guys are okay steve erenberg says it'll be there in within the hour so yeah hopefully you guys are going to be okay hopefully it kind of peters out by the time it gets to you guys um G 1980 says hi kofuzi how's it going what's the update on the knee so now it's kind of been like three days not running in sock stuff um and today i still kind of felt the knee um right around the same point that i would normally would it wasn't as bad as it normally was but i was kind of hoping for a quicker kind of recovery of of like a faster resolution of symptoms but i mean either i'm wrong on this sock theory or um you know my knees kind of like has a lot of like residual not residual but like a lot of cumulative kind of like wear and tear on it and so it's going to take a couple more days of removing the you know the theoretical or the alleged bad stimulus for it to kind of recover so i think it's good i'd like to do some time trials this week um i want to do a mile time trial and then a 5k time trial um i'd like to do them this week i think that i'll still be able to do it but it might be towards the end of the week as Dunbar says, hi, Kofuzi and everybody. Had a nice steady run along the river with Pip. That's his dog. Perfect summer evening conditions. That's cool. Jody Runs is here as well. Uh, Frank Lajulier, Rain Runner. Uh, Mark Chan Coco. Martha's here. Chris Dyke. And Recycle on Wednesdays. Um, hmm. <laughs> Recycle on Wednesdays says, I'm on hold my insurance company and ra- rapidly losing the will to live. That's that's. I'm, I'm sorry that you have to go through that. But I will say, it's been a really long time since I've been, like, since I've called anyone. Um, and so, like, I haven't had that experience in a long time. I don't miss it. I used to get so fired up about that kind of thing. Um, let's see. <laughs> Chris Dyke says, "Kafuzi, please confirm. Are you a trainer and have you trained people before? <laughs> Uh, It's funny, you know, I I have to I keep repeating those things because I never know who's going to see me like for the first time, you know, and so like uh, a lot of that stuff is to um, one for disclosures and disclaimers. I think those are important, but I'll also just to kind of like head off any of like the snarky comments ahead of time, you know, Um, because there's people that are just like so wound up and at the ready to like pounce like the moment they see something that they like think they can attack. Um. And so I'm just like, chill, don't worry. I know I'm probably wrong on a lot of stuff, but this is how like a regular person understands these things. So that's kind of like where, where that kind of stuff comes from. Um, I was reading something... Um, online before a while ago and someone was like, I hate it when like all these vloggers are like, "Ah, sorry, I'm like not dressed up today or I didn't brush my hair or or blah, blah, blah. Or they like go through like a million excuses of why like they look like the way they do on any particular day. And I was just, I replied to that comment. I was like, it's because they've had like hundreds of people say like, how come your hair looks so trashy today? You know, so like all those like weird, whenever you see like a weird tick on YouTube, it's usually in response to something that has happened like a hundred times to that person. So that's not that i get like a hundred or hundreds of um, responses about whether I'm a trainer or like my level of expertise or whatever, but I see it coming. And so I try to head it off at the pass. <laughs> All right, so let's get to the Monday mukbang for today. We've been talking about French bread pizza so much. So I decided that for today, we'll go with some French bread pizza. It's not Stouffer's. So it's not like the French bread pizza I was looking for. Um, my wife, we've been going using Hy-Vee at uh, the grocery store, Hy-Vee, and their like online ordering system. And um, for whatever reason, they're out of Stouffer's French Red Pizza. I'm thinking that it might be like it's gonna be like hand sanitizer, like Lysol wipes, toilet paper, Stouffer's French Red Pizza, and then like Totino's Pizza Rolls. So I'm I'm, I'm thinking that that might be the hierarchy of things that are like in high demand. So what I have for today is Red Baron, uh, which is, I always feel like Red Baron's a great also-ran kind of like company. There's nothing wrong with it. It's not great, but it's not bad either. But this is not really even pizza because there isn't tomato sauce on it. It's basically cheesy garlic bread. But um, I'm not going to turn it down. (laughs) I'm pretty excited about it. I got to tell you. I don't know if you got that, but it was crunchy. It's good. It's tasty. (laughs) All right. The Determined Runner is here coming in from Scotland. What's going on? Jonathan Fans here. Cool. Uh, Let's see. Martha said... Where'd that go? Uh, Martha said we need some something. Mm, Let me scroll up and find it. Ah, Martha says, we sure need some of that rain. Zero rain here in Colorado Colorado, and none in the forecast. They're out of fire danger. Yeah, I mean, uh, I hope you guys get some rain um, soon because that, that can be terrifying. I mean, I remember, what's the situation on those California wildfires? Just thinking about, like, dealing with a wildfire and an evacuation with everything else that's going on in that state. That's crazy. Same thing with like the hurricanes that were, have been rolling through, um, like Isaias. Like, um, just that's just so much to have to deal with. Um, but here we've been under uh, like drought conditions; they've been calling it. So we certainly need rain. Um, so it's very welcome here, although like the the intensity of the wind certainly wasn't helpful. I've been seeing footage of um, lots of tractor trailers I get. Um, have been getting blown over by the wind, campers, like RVs, that kind of thing. And then some giant, I don't know if they're silos or not. Giant, not the tall, thin, round, metallic devices that looks like a silo. It's like that, but a lot bigger and wider. Um, it looks like one of those places that will dry and store the corn for you. So like a much larger industrial size of facility. Had one that looked like a giant had come through and like poked it in like that it was just really intense the way the wind hit it um yeah mark jancoco says it's so hot here in florida if i don't remember 6 30 a.m it's going to be brutal um today was um yeah i can i can understand that for sure um today was not that hot temperature wise but it was so humid um i had a hard time breathing today on the run because it was so humid and by the time i was done i was just like so i didn't even run with a shirt i went with three inch shorts no shirt ftw and I went for it. It was fine. Uh, but it was really—it was still really, really hot. Oh, Farrah's here. She's finally able to join in today. Happy Monday to you uh, and you all. Awesome. Glad to have you here, Farrah. Uh, all right, let's see. Running with Pete says, yo, I should be working out but our headquarters in Des Moines got hit hard with the storm. Yeah, working remotely from Phoenix but systems have been down for the past four hours so I get to watch the live stream well sorry that like uh headquarters are down um but i'm glad to have you here running with pete that's cool um yeah des moines got hit real bad like they were like in the like the right in the center of the path of it so some of the footage from from i think it was des moines that i was looking at and then that footage it was pretty intense Mmm. running with pete is enjoying a yakisoba bowl from costco tasty and then um let's see dave says yo from muggy whales muggy whales that's so like that sounds so lyrical and it's also two words that i wouldn't put together with like, w- like whales and muggy that's interesting awesome Shannon says, what's the prediction for the mile time trial, Kahoozie? I don't I don't know what it's gonna be. I'll put on some, you know, I'll put on some shoes and I'll give it a good good go. I'll probably what I'll do is go for like I mean I won't taper for it. I'm probably gonna go for like a regular easy run and then um probably go over to the heritage trail and make my last mile on that flat area right there. And so I'll do like a six mile run with the, the last mile being the time trial. Um, so plenty of warm up. But I'm thinking, I'm hoping it's somewhere around 6. That's, like, my goal. And the only real reason I want to set that, do the time trial, is because then we'll start the weird mile series. I think we're going to go donuts, then coffee, because that kind of makes sense. And those aren't too weird, though, but it's a nice intro into, like, the format. So that way, if there's any, like, things like, oh, I need to do these two things differently, I can have that on, like, some of the easier ones. And So that way, once it starts getting weird, like a pizza mile or, like, a... A loose meat sandwich mile it's not like a weird kind of food item and i'm screwing up the format you know i want to screw up the format just on its own first so that's why i want to set a baseline what's the mile time trial um and then i could compare the times to like other weird miles so that's that's the, that's the focus for that so i'm not going to take it too incredibly seriously because it's for the purpose of comparing to weird miles but um you know might as well have that baseline figure <laughs> Uh, Dr. Funk 1216 says, just snagged a pair of Boston nines, which were $90. Are you going to be doing a 100 mile review on these babies? Uh, Soon. I have to check on it. I think, I think I'm only at like 50 or 60 miles in on my Boston nines. Um, I'd like to wrap up the SL twenties first. I've only got, I'm on like 80 miles on those shoes. And so then from then I'll switch over and focus more on the Boston nine, but $90, that's an incredible price. Damjan Svet is here from Slovenia. Very cool. And Sean Marshall says that was the best disclaimer ever today. It was really long. It was really long, but, you know, just an old guy that runs a lot. I've said that before. It's not the first time I came up with that. I feel like it fits, and hopefully it, like, you know, lets everyone calm down a little bit. Whenever the more technical of a thing that I talk about, the more people, like, get really, like, amped up about it and it's very off-putting i could imagine and i feel it from someone that's like all right i'm a runner i've been running for a little while what's this power thing about and then if i read in the comments that people are like just bickering at each other telling them that, that I, like you know like there's such 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 an unscientific approach of talking about these issues i'm just like never mind it's really off-putting so that's another reason why i kind of like diffuse a lot of that whenever i do like talk about gps accuracy or apparently power now is another one People are getting, not fired up, but like, like really like, you know, they want, people want to talk about it on the level that they've been really excited about to talk about stuff with, which may be very much more technical than the video has intended for. so it's okay. It's okay. And I, I love to have that conversation with them. I invite it, but sometimes it just gets really like accusatory towards me, like I that I'm trying to like, I don't know. I try to simplify things as I explain them, but people try to people like conflate that with me trying to like either intentionally mislead or that I'm, um, just misunderstanding completely, which I might be misunderstanding things completely there. That's not impossible, but you know, Yeah, JC says, be careful with speed on a bad knee. It's not the knee so much as the compensation. Yeah. I definitely am concerned about that. I was going to do it Wednesday, but I think I might push it to like Friday. Friday or Saturday hopefully like by then like I'll have a better idea of like how bad of an idea is it to try and run a fast mile because I'm like a mile's not that long but if I'm not feeling great you know mile could be one mile too many um so yeah I'm thank you for the concern though but yeah (laughs) S says haters gonna hate I suppose so This French red pizza, by the way, um, is weird in that in a couple of ways. One, it's very dry. Um, I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, but number two, the way that the instruct the cooking instructions require, not require, but the, the recommended cooking instructions require one minute in the microwave and then nine minutes in the oven. And I'm just like, I suppose it speeds up the oven cooking time. So like the time from freezer to eating is minimized but it's like oh, it seems like a lot of work for cheese on a piece of french bread and then i was also thinking today i'm like ah, oh, i wish there was a jimmy john's closer because then i would just get like the day old jimmy john's bread they sell it for like ridiculously cheap and make pizza out of that i should totally do that i don't know why i don't do that all the time already but that's one that's what i was thinking about today um trey good says Training for my first fifty K on my birthday in November since there are no races. Awesome. Thirty one miles for thirty one years. I love the way you're thinking. The Triumph eighteen didn't work. I think I should give the shift a shot. Um I don't know. But I am getting the shift. It's it's I think I got a shipment notice. So I should be having I should be getting it soon, like within the week, I think. Next couple of days. So I'll have a better idea. Otherwise I just don't know. I can't I don't have any Um, experience in it so i can't answer that for you but good luck for the 50k Luis becerra says my visa was approved so i'm just waiting for the border to open so i can get myself some adidas sl20 oh someone said sl20 i got a new sign a sound for the sl20 like the daily sl20 sound let me know what you guys think about this one (laughs) did you guys even hear that it was just like a little um ring i don't know i don't know if i like that anything else like i can't think of like a way to like make it like you know like a check mark i wanted to do like ka-ching but like it's not like a money thing i don't know that's that's the sound that i'm that i'm working with so far but yeah i mean that sl20 at at some point they're going to run out of this shoe and we're all going to be upset and then the price will go up on them because then they won't be available you know All right. Uh, Sean Marshall says, Stouffers and toilet paper now are back on, on back order nationwide. Is that true? Or are, are you just joking? Um, I suppose it could be, it could be true. Um, I, would, I would totally believe it if it were true. Um, Derek Dixon said, ran a new 5K PR on a track triumph trial in the SL20s this Saturday. Well, awesome. That's like a double. I'll give you this one because I think this is better for hitting that PR. Great job on the PR, Derek, um, but also double points for making it happen in the SL20. (laughs) Uh, Awesome. Um, All right, so Lewis M. asked a question, and I think, where did it go? where did the original question go? Mm, All right, I'll see if I can find it. I seem to have lost it, but in the meantime, um samir chima says have i tried the stride sensor i have i made many videos about it including one today Um, i like it i run with it every single run i think since i've bought it there may have been like two runs that i haven't used it and they were accidental and i was really annoyed because one of them was the time i raced in the carbon rocket and won a 5k it was on a disney cruise so it was like not like a real 5k but and it wasn't even chip timed, but it would have been really great to have the power numbers from that. But that's like the one of like two times that I can remember. Um, I don't even remember the second time, but I know there's been at least one other time. But any other time that I don't have it, it's really disheartening. Uh, Chris Dick says, oh, hey, CoFam, I just joined Audible last night. Getting tired of music. Hit me with your best audiobook. I've got two freebies to start. Awesome. Very cool. There's so many good options out there. I just finished a book that I ended up not liking all that much. It's called... And if you're on Audible and you have lots of... If you browse through a lot of running books, it's probably showing up as a recommendation. It's um, it's like Brave Athlete Calm the F Down. And, um, you know, I thought I would really enjoy it. But it ended up being not my favorite. I think that it's probably good for a lot of people. I think many people will enjoy it. I just didn't. It didn't, like didn't deliver what I thought I was gonna deliver. So, anyway. Uh, Frank Lahulier says, talk about the tech talk in the power meter video. No, that's totally cool. Um, your comment made a lot of sense to me and I tried to answer it like as succinctly as possible. I didn't wanna to get too detailed. I didn't wanna make it like the video like a big, like here's how Stride power sensor works, but it, it it kinda does. And I think that maybe I like navigated that line too far to the other side of like trying to make it too simple. But, like, in terms of the way, and I think I explained it in the in the comment, like, Frank asks, like, how does how the stride sensor know what your threshold paces are supposed to be if um, it doesn't know your heart rate? Well, I think mine knows my heart rate because it's all, because in, in my stride power sensor, all my heart rate m- meter numbers are showing up too. So it's not only writing data, it's pulling data as well. But, um, and I, but I don't know if it is, taking that into account when it does my critical power number but when you do all the different types of run and stride it creates like a power curve and different areas of the curve correspond to like anaerobic and then there's a later part of the curve that to, responds to response to aerobic and there's kind of an inflection point i think somewhere in the curve that uh kind of demarcates from like a mathematical standpoint like exactly when you're like 50 50 like half aerobic half anaerobic and i think that's what it picks as like your threshold number so i think that's where that number comes from um that's my understanding of it i could be completely wrong i'm just a dude that runs a lot but um yeah so i mean those are great questions and i love having those in the comments but some some people are like just get so excited um but yeah um jc says cycling is great to give your joints a break and keep fitness while dealing with injuries yeah we still gotta figure out the bike situation we're getting closer so my brother-in-law came brought a bike for my daughter because his daughter outgrew the bike and it ended up being too big so now what we're gonna do is we're gonna give that bike from one cousin to a different cousin that lives in town And that cousin has a bike that is smaller than that bike, but bigger than the bike my daughter currently has. So then I think her bike situation will be taken care of. Then the baby will get daughter's bike. So everyone like shifts up a bike size. And then my wife and I still got to figure out bikes. So we'll see. (laughs) Jay Mike Remy coming in with the bicycling comment. Cycling is aerobic base, strength training, endurance, and mental toughness all in one. I completely agree. My big fear with bicycling is getting hit by a car. And I'm more concerned about, or like not necessarily getting hit by a car, but like like a crash, like having a big crash. Like that's like a big concern of mine. Like it seems like it's something like a rite of passage for avid triathletes that at some point you're going to end up like, you know, on the ground in the road somewhere. And so that's a big concern of mine. Like whether it's like equipment failure, cars, weather, you know, something happened. So that's like a fear. So I worry about that, but you know, I'm gonna start out with riding the bike with the family. Maybe I'll take it out because the roads are really nice around here for, for riding bikes. And it's a as far as like um, a sport that this state is um, particularly, there's a, there's a lot of participation in. They're enthusiastic for bicycling. I mean, they've got the rag the ragbri ride, the ride across um, Iowa. So, yeah, I'd, I'd like to participate in that. Mm. Let's see, what can I say? Um, Harish Rao says, hey Kafuzi, couldn't attend the stream yesterday. I'm just curious to know your decision on the Sauconese. Will you be putting more miles in them? Oh, yeah, for sure I'll be running more in the Sauconies, but I think I'm going to be a little bit more careful about when I use them. Like, try not to use them a couple of days in a row, but, like, wait till like, my knee feels good. Then I'll maybe run in it, like, once or twice. Then, like, kind of wait, kind of, like, wait and see if I'm still good. Run into it, you know, so that kind of thing. Otherwise, like, lately I've just been, like, binging on them. Just ride 13, triumph, ride 13, triumph, ride 13, triumph. And, like, that I think maybe was not – at least my theory is – Maybe that was not so good for for me and my kind of biology and gait and you know everything that I got going on. Let's see. Um, yeah, the German runner says no. Don't microwave the pizza. You'll be deep frying it next. Um, yeah, I mean for a long time, the only the majority of the pizza that I would eat was in the microwave. Uh, because this would have been when i was like in high school and we did, I, I don't think like i ever ate like a fro like a an oven like a frozen pizza from freezer to oven until like college like i don't think we ever did that in our house all the pizza we ate was either from a pizza place like a delivery or it was in the microwave um and back then do they still do this where like the box flips over on itself and there's that like like silver or like gray colored material and you put the pizza on that and it crisps it while it cooks like that thing the same thing like that like hot pocket kind of like the hot pockets technology too so like that's all the only kind of pizza that I would eat. mama celeste was the kind that i ate so much uh the size is like as big as it could still fit in our like microwave and so we have tons of those i ate those i probably would eat, would eat one like many of them per week Um, So, yeah. So I used to do that all the time. And I remember the first time I had – we talked about Elio a couple days ago. The first time I had Elio's, I looked at the instructions and there weren't microwave instructions. So I was like, how how is anyone supposed to eat these? There was instructions for oven and toaster oven. And I was just like, how old is this pizza? It's from the past. Like I'm like, how does it not have microwave instructions? Uh, I microwaved it anyway. I just kind of guessed. That was kind of like my first – one of my earlier attempts at improvisational cooking, Elio's Pizza. <laughs> and J. Mike Remy says, running is nice for when your bike is in the shop. That's <laughs> so funny. Wayne Runner says, the sound effects need to be louder. All right, I'll, I'll turn up. I think that one, the SL20 sound that I picked, was a little bit on the soft side in a, in, a, in a bit. Oh, here's Lewis M's questions. I was looking for it. Hey, do you have any favorite shows you've been watching, or just your favorite shows in general? Um, I'll say my favorite shows in general are like Arrested Development and Futurama. Um, and then the shows I've been watching lately, I don't really watch a lot of TV. Um, I don't get a chance to. The kids um, kind of have commandeered everything. Sometimes they'll just turn the TV on, on something that they want to watch, and then watch their iPads. And then when I change it, they get mad. its I feel like it's just an act of dominance. They're just trying to show how much they have control over the living room. Um, my wife was always like, you're always so paranoid about them trying to dominate you. But I'm like, I, if that's not an act of dominance, I don't know what is, but... Uh, so I don't get to watch a lot of TV and I've actually been making a really big point of it. Grandpa likes to watch the news at night and the girls won't like let him a lot. And I'm like, he's going to kick us out if you guys don't let him watch his TV. So that's, uh, so I, I don't watch too much TV, um, anymore other than like kids shows. So like I watch a lot of kids shows. I can talk to you a lot about kids shows. Um, yeah, but other than that, I don't really watch much i watch a lot of like new i like to have the news just on i love local news the more local the better um or if that's not available just any other news i'll, I'll listen to any of it um all right let's sc- so scroll down to the bottom again Jeff oh, jeff says i hate the news yeah, I mean, there was a time a couple of months ago where I had to like stop myself from watching so much of it because it was getting me all stressed out. Um, so I can understand why people hate the news, for sure. Yeah, Jeff Bailey says, I read and keep up with the current events, but just having a news channel on drives me nuts. Yeah, I can see that. You know, I think that with, like like, the advent of, like, the 24-hour news cycle... Um, and then at some point, it, like it exacerbated, and I don't think just having a 24-hour news cycle it quite explains it all. But you know, there used to be a time I think when there was a very clear line between journalism and editorials. Right, the newspaper still keeps somewhat keeps that line, where there's like an editorial section, which is usually like characterized with other people writing in stuff, uh, not like the reporters or the editors actually editorializing. But the news, like, try, at least tries to maintain a little bit more of that formal distinction. These days, like, there's no there's no line at all between um, those things. So it's like, you know, um, you know, whether it's John Stewart or Trevor Noah or it's like um, someone that's on like a cable news show, like there really isn't very much of a distinction between comedic, like, satirical news journalism and like actual news journalism. So I think that's definitely uh, an issue. Um, but also maybe it was just like a false distinction that we were kind of deluding ourselves with to begin with. Like, can a person even be completely unbiased and like just report just the news, you know, so to speak, whatever that means? So, you know, I don't know. But I like to just have it on. Um, it's just like kind of like having it, it's like kind of like having a podcast on all day. Um, I guess that's kind of how I see it. Uh, Super Smoltz says Avatar The Last Airbender you know I've never seen that show not a single one Jeff Elliott said I used to get mad in the car every day on my way home about everything quote unquote happening had to take a break I could I could totally see that Lewis M says I enjoy John Oliver I, I enjoy John Oliver too I think he's really funny Um. Martha says I miss John Stewart but love Trevor Noah yeah, I think I, – I agree with you on that one. Mm, let's see. Jeff says, I like John Oliver, but even that stresses me out. I could see that. I could see that. Jeff Elliott is also suggesting watch Avatar with the kids. All right, I'll try it. I'll see if they like it. Um, you know what show they binged while we were at the house in Guttenberg? Um, Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. They like would not stop watching it. Like we watched it from beginning, like first season to the last season of that show in a very short amount of time, um, which I thought was amazing because I loved that show. And then there's also a Kung Fu Panda series, which I think is actually pretty good, um, that my kids loved as well. And that's not normally like a show that I would think that they would like because they don't like Kung Fu Panda the movies. I love them, but they don't. I also love How to Train Your Dragon. They don't like it at all. Like, they will not let me put it on. Um, so, like, yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> CJ Cruz said, I had a long drive this weekend and caught up on the podcast. I laughed for a good 20 minutes about the pooping in the cornfield story. That's so funny. I um, I told my wife about the pooping in the corn yesterday, and she's like, you did what? And I was like, I, yeah, I, had to, I had to go. I really had to go. I had to poop. And she's like, Why? I'm like, Well, I mean, I was at the exact part that's the farthest away from the house on the run. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't make it back. So, like, I went in the cornfield, and she was just like appalled. And I'm like, I've told you about this kind of thing before. She's, and she was just like, It's still really gross. So she was grossed out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I was very amused by it. <laughs> Louis Becerra says, is there a code I can use on Runner Sports for a discount? I don't know. They never gave me one. I'm in the VIP thing, which you, it's like a pay membership thing, which I generally don't like that kind of thing. But um, I've bought so many shoes from them that I get usually like a couple free shoes a year, not from them, but through like the VIP like program. Um, so I'm getting my money's worth out of it. I think if you're a person that gets like three pairs of shoes a year, probably not. But if you buy more than that, And if you're willing to get them all from them, then I think it's worth it. But, yeah. Um, Yeah. Chris Dyke said, I laughed so hard. When you replied to a comment in regards to pooping in a cornfield, I didn't have a shovel. Well, I mean, I didn't. (laughs) <laughs> Carrie S. says, how do you clean up, though? I mean, you know, I'll leave that to, like, you can figure that out. There's not a lot of options. So, um, yeah, so you kind of, like, you know, you have to be bold and um, go with it. Uh, <laughs> Train Good says, when my wife and I were dating, she had to poop in the woods and use my shirt to wipe. <laughs> uh Wow. And he says, my ex had given it to me, so it was the perfect way to get rid of it. I mean, I think that's really fitting. I mean, talk about an act of dominance. I mean, had she known? I mean, oh, man, imagine you should ask your wife, did your wife know where that shirt came from? Because then if she knew and she was like, I'm going to poop in the woods and then wipe poop on that shirt. Like, that's an act of dominance. That's a boss move. But the other question is, Dre, why? Why were you wearing a shirt that your ex had given you when you were on a date with someone else? <laughs> that, I think I think this story needs more explanation. Uh, Plant Power Dan says, I have a mild... It always comes back to, to running and poop, which I'm totally happy to talk about. Plant Power Dan says, I have a mild poop run fear. I try to go twice before I run, and I put TP in my hydration vest. You know... Um, charmin makes a product and what it looks like is it's a little canister it's a plastic shell that's about the shape of like a travel size thing of tylenol or advil so it's like about the size it's smaller than like a noon like a capsule of noon like the sleeve and uh just a little bit of toilet paper no like roll in the middle it's just toilet paper all rolled up so like that was like "Mm, that could be something because then in your hydration vest i don't know about you but A lot of times when I have a hydration vest on, I'm sweating through and everything in there is getting a little bit wet. The toilet paper, I don't think would survive well unless it was in that shell. I suppose, though, one could also very easily put it inside a plastic bag, like a Ziploc bag. That would also probably work. But, um, yeah, I always try to make sure I go at least once. And then, um, yeah, on that particular day, I did not go to the bathroom before my run. So... You know, that's why it's important to go at least once. (laughs) The CJ Cruz, were you listening to the podcast with your wife? She says, my wife had so many questions. I love how you said it with about 20 minutes left. It wasn't even the starting topic, but a normal, oh, by the way. But it is a normal, oh, by the way. Oh, by the way, I pooped in the woods today on my run. I think that is like a pretty, like, normal thing. I, I mean, I feel like. Uh, I mean, I guess maybe it's not that normal, but like, you know, the general concept, the, the correlation between pooping and running, I think, is pretty strong. So it's not completely unusual. I'm, try- I'm I'm trying to do mental math of like, what are other activities where it would be really weird to say like, I pooped while doing X. I don't I don't I think I don't think we need to do that. Uh, <laughs> Rainrunner says, I try to go before I run in the morning. Yeah, I think uh, that's uh, yeah, I got to, I got to. Um, Roadrunner Review says, "What is the best watch to use for Strava? I'm thinking about just using my phone and a flip belt. Um, yeah, I don't think that there's like, in terms of like to use with Strava, I don't think that there's necessarily one that works like better with it or not. Because um, like whatever, well, I think there's subtle variations between the data that a watch writes and the data that Strava posts." subtle differences in between like moving time and total time and things like that and so that's going to also affect your paces so sometimes my paces are different and my distances are a little bit different like for example if i walked for a little bit during a run but it was slow enough to could be considered as not running like if i'm like crossing the street waiting for traffic lights kind of thing so like there might be subtle variations uh with that um but um i think all the watches as far as i know kind of like work the same as long as it's like a gps watch like fitbit i don't know if fitbit connects to strava i I think it must i've never tried it i've never tested that um but like garmin polar um sento they all work fine um with it and then if you're just going to go with a phone and like a flip belt um i think i think that's fine too the only thing is um like phone gps and running is always kind of like a little bit weird in my opinion uh because of, I don't, I just, I feel like it's less accurate. It relies, a li- sometimes it'll like borrow or try to like triangulate a signal from like cell towers and stuff. That's my theory. And so um, whenever I run with my Apple Watch, I like to use, an, if I'm recording the activity with the Apple Watch, I like to have apps that let me specify, don't piggyback off the phone, only use the watch like GPS because I feel like a dedicated GPS device won't like, like try to like extrapolate better gps signals it'll just tell you whatever it's reading for better or worse so that's kind of like my my thought on it but i don't think any watch is necessarily better in terms of strava for for anything but different watches will you know provide you different like ecosystems to live in in terms of looking at your data afterwards all right Power dan confirms Flipbit does connect to strava that's cool because it's just like sometimes like fitbit is so like they're very closed off they won't i mean i don't think you can even connect a heart rate monitor to a fitbit i mean maybe some of their higher end ones that are more intended like that have built-in gps will let you do it but i think most of them don't even let you do a heart rate monitor Dad, ba- buddy, mama did on the wood floor by the boxes so grandma and grandpa had to clean it up oh okay i'm sorry they use X wipes they use napkins. Okay, all right. And that, until it was all gone. All right, thank you. That dog's always throwing up. Remember, I told you on his birthday, he I just let him eat a lot of grass. He threw up a couple times <laughs> yesterday, and I guess he's still throwing up now. Although he just might be. Like, I think he gets like nervous vomit. And with the storms and all the lightning and the thunder today, he he just might be like having like anxiety problems. Who knows. <laughs> in his Dunbar says i was trying to run a strava segment yesterday and pip did a poop i had to stop and bag it up don't think i got the ko up oh, wow that's a shame if you especially if you were close but maybe next time you could get out there um try, i would try again i would try again <laughs> let's see um <coughs> sorry about that uh, Sean Marshall says, "You definitely got me curious about Polar Kofuzi. Well, it was cool. I, I mean, I've been I've been liking them. Um, I just like the Polar like like interfacing with the watch a little bit better than Garmin. Garmin, I just I don't know. I just didn't like it as much. I think that I need to test some more Garmin. I tested the Garmin forty five, like their, their entry level one, but I think I do need I, I, this year. I would like to test like a Phoenix, some of their high end." Just to see, like, really, what what is like the best that Garmin can offer? Yeah, Frank Frank Lihuller says the Strava phone app goes haywire and gives people the two thirty nine mile and things. Yes, I've run two three two consecutive three minute miles before using the Strava phone app, like just recording through that. Like, I, w- I wonder though, like, if you used like po- like the Polar app or like the Garmin app to record an activity from the phone, would it still give you those weird numbers? I'm not sure. I haven't tested that in so long. Harris Rao says, Your daughter is so cute, I can't wait for my own to start talking. Yeah, she's she's so much fun. But like she she's definitely becoming a little bit of a mini boss over here. She knows how to work a room for sure. <laughs> Plant Power Dan says, I've thought about peeing my pants for a PR, but it's just not worth it. Maybe if we're at a race. You think so? I mean, I think, like, I don't know. I, like, I don't, hmm. I'm trying to think. I've peed on the on the trail many times. Um, I've peed on trails many times, but, like, I don't really think too much of it. Um, I have peed a, No, I've peed a lot out here. Not this summer because it's been too hot. But in the wintertime on a lot of the roads around here, I've peed in many places. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's like coming back, like a wave of like flashes of memory are coming back of me just peeing in places. <laughs> but I've done it a lot. I've done it a lot. I'm trying to think of like, you know, I was, I was thinking like, ah, you know, pee, you can usually hold it, but no. The reason why I was just like, let it go is because, um, and I mentioned this the other day when we we're talking about poop is like, when I have to go to the bathroom, it just sends my heart rate spiking. So I'm like, I'm not gonna have a good run if I don't take care of this, so I just will go. But unfortunately but and fortunately around here there's usually not a lot of cars. So like it's very easy for me to do. Let's see, um, Tony you had a question. Where did it just go? I was looking at it. Mm, I think I'm closer how do you motivate yourself to train during the winter months given the pandemic i'll have to get ready for it thanks um it's not that hard for me to run during the winter months because i love running in the winter i like running in gloves and a winter hat and a neck gaiter and a jacket and like like running in like in a hoodie like i just like i like all that i love it so it's not that much harder for me to do but it took me a while to get to liking it um what i like started doing when i started running like uh motivating myself for w- year-round running for winter running was thinking about like you know um how much of like a head start i'll have for the spring if i don't have to like catch back up right because so before then i used to like you'd run in the summer you would kind of get back in shape after a long period of inactivity in the winter and then like by the end of the summer you're like oh i'm finally in shape and then it's like the end of the summer and then you're like ah it's getting cold i'm gonna stop running and so you're always kind of like catching up to your end of last summer you know i felt like and so um i was like no i'm just gonna keep running and if it gets too cold i'll start running inside on a treadmill and we'll see what happens but that was for that first year of winter i tried doing that i ended up just running all throughout the winter and it was fine even like really really cold temperatures I just was like, well, let's find more like stuff that I can put on while running. And then I was just like, you know what? This is pretty miserable. It's cold. It's dark. It's going to be dark the entire time I run because the sun doesn't get up till whenever. Um, But I'm going to do it and uh, I'll feel better about it in the spring. And I did. I I felt like that was like a big unlock for me in terms of like progression, in terms of building base mileage and maintaining fitness. I was really... um, it, it, re- it really made a big difference. And so, like, that, like, became a positive feedback. So then, like, I enjoyed running in the winter because I felt like it was really good for me. But now I just really enjoy running in the winter. And so it, it became, like, a, a good habit. <laughs> Louis M. says, on route to work, there's about a mile stretch where there's no place to be. Once I had to run into this giant ditch and go without anyone seeing. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny i could definitely relate to that uh steven Gersdorf says lucky to run on isolated dirt roads can move to the side and take a leak unnoticed yeah um i was telling my wife about it that like you know i used to have the same problem when we were in chicago and it was like i was running really early in the mornings in like the early stages of lockdown because like not only was it so early that places weren't open because all businesses well, a lot of businesses were shut down even if they were open I didn't want to go in there because of you know lockdown and, and virus concerns and so I was ru- I told I told her I was running really small loops around the house cuz at any moment I could just have to suddenly go poop so I was just like filling her in on like months of like digestive uh kind of like war stories I guess <laughs> Let's see. Um, MK says, have you seen Golden Harper's, he's the founder of Ultra, video on running form and how it impacts knee pain? I haven't seen that before. I'll I'll look for that. I'll check it out. Um, all right. Let's see. Jeff Elliott said he uh, didn't feel the, the earthquake that was happening in, in uh, Charlotte. Uh, he Let's says, see. I'm out 45 minutes minutes from downtown charlotte and i didn't feel the earthquake because i was out in the car everyone i know posted about it, though well i'm glad you're okay and i'm glad you didn't feel it i was looking at who was i, I saw someone on strava that was like nope i didn't feel it i was out for a run it probably was the fact that i was in my endorphin speeds so that was pretty funny <laughs> hmm mr derp nine says can you tell us the truth now that you have longer hair does longer hair make you faster Mm -mm. i don't think it makes me faster though although i think that like if i shaved my head i feel like i would suddenly feel like a lot of sweat dripping down so while like the hair up here makes me a lot hotter because there's just so much of it well from here back there's so much of it um from my receding hairline back um but i feel like it's kind of like keeping all like the a lot of the sweat there and out of my eyes like this is the first summer that i haven't gotten like that sweat slash sunscreen burn in my eye i mean knock on wood there's a lot of summer left so we'll see super Smoltz asks what kind of base layer do you use in the winter fabric wise um Like whatever regular like running tights are made out of um so i'll use that as like a base layer i mean sometimes uh i mean this last winter wasn't too horrible and so most of the time i needed just like regular like running long running pants and that was usually enough um if it got really cold then i would have like long running pants and then a full length legging underneath that um and then when it gets really, really cold, then I'll also put a pair of like non-lined running shorts on top of the leggings. So it'd be like running underwear, full-length leggings, running shorts, just to have another layer of protection in the groin area, and then running pants on top. Um, and then on the top layer, it's usually like a running T-shirt, kind of like this, and then like a hoodie, um, or like a, a winterized, like a winter jacket made for running. Um, One that's not going to get too um, sweaty. I usually try to go really light on the top layer because um, if it gets sweaty, it cools you off initially, but then it stays wet. And so you get kind of in this like it's kind of freezing and unfreezing and that just cools you down, which is not which is stops you from sweating more. But also it makes you cold on really, really cold days. Sometimes I'll also put like a a compressive uh, underlayer underneath the running T-shirt. And mainly, it's because I need, like, sometimes my belly gets really cold, almost like there's wind burn on it. And so that's an area that I know, like, it's really cold if that area is getting cold. But if I have a compressive layer underneath my running T-shirt, that usually takes care of it. And then for the hair, for the hair, for the top of the ha- head, I'll usually do, like, a neck gaiter and then a winter running hat. That's usually enough. Um, sometimes, if it, once it gets really cold, then I'll go to balaclava. Um... And you can usually have a very thin balaclava, but because it's all like one piece, it keeps all the heat in really well. And then if it's super, super, super cold, I'll go balaclava and ski goggles. So that's kind of like the progression. All right. Um, I think I gotta get going soon because, I don't know, there's something that's ringing the doorbell. But also I think it's just time to get going. I don't want to keep you guys too long. Let's do one more. Uh, Sean Marshall says, hypothetical question. Do you think running without your tech would actually make you slower? I'm thinking no watch, no power meter, no heart rate monitor, so instead of just shoes and shorts. Um, no, I don't think it would make me slower. Um, I mean, sometimes I think about doing that because if I'm just doing all easy running and right now my easy running kind of lines up with my marathon training, I could probably do that. Um, I just like having those things. Yeah, I don't, but I don't. Would it make me slower? I don't know. I think for like more race-specific training, like if I were following a training plan, I would think it'd be harder to do. I would at least want to have some sort of watch to have an idea of like how long I'm doing things, and kind of like the the more training that I do, the less I'm like relying on pace, and so I'm working more on like either um, on feel and duration of time for activities rather than like 800s versus 400s versus mile repeats and so like i don't know that i need like the gps watch quite as critically as i might once have thought i needed it but i also just like having it as like kind of like the way i use the stride foot pod which is kind of what we started talking about today um with the stride foot pod i don't look at the power data every day i don't even look at it periodically I mainly right now only use it as a race calculator to give me like the um because it could give you like all right you're doing you want to do a marathon all right here's the number that you should shoot for to run like the entire time um, which is different than that critical power number and so like you know that's kind of how i use that i like to have the all the stuff on to record all this stuff but i spend a lot of my energy trying to not look at it all while i'm running and so that way i just want to have the data for afterwards but only when I'm doing like a specific workout do I need to have it like during the run. Other days, I just enjoy having it. So, oh, I'll end on this one. Um, Rainrunner asks a very good question, and uh, I have—I wish I had more information for you on it. But I think it was Steve Seventy Six that mentioned that Duke study, talking about like neck buffs um, could be potentially worse than no mask at all. And Rainrunner asks that Duke study. Was it specifically for fleece gaiters or any running gaiters? It's a really good question. I read the paper. Um, They posted photographs within the paper um, of all the different ones that they used. And I'd say uh, the author specifically refers to them as neck fleeces or uh, that are like neck fleeces or neck buffs. No, neck gaiters or neck fleeces, but he just, As a shorthand, he keeps using the word fleece. And I was like, okay, well, fleece is made out of polyester. And so he's like, is it the polyester or is it something else? And so in some of the supplemental materials, I looked at the supplemental materials that he linked. Uh, I haven't looked. There's an uh, option to look at their video footage that they took. I haven't taken a look at that. I'm not sure I would be able to discern from that anyway, what the material was made out of. Because it's someone in the dark, and there's a laser shooting, and all you see is the sparkles and the the flex from particles that are being illuminated. But um, I think that he was talking about. I think that they used a regular, like, style gator, um, which would have been, I think, polyester. Um, With the thing is though, and I so I so to make it an even longer story, um, what I then did was and the paper or at least in the supplemental materials one of the lead researchers email is on there so i emailed the guy and i was like hey can you clarify what kind of neck fleece you were talking about because it appears from the picture that the neck fleece that you referred to wasn't actually fleece and so if you were using a neck gaiter i'd like to know what the material was was it polyester cotton um some sort of polyester blend um merino wool because there could be, I have ones that are made out of all of those materials. So I emailed the guy like two or three days ago, the, whatever the day that CV mentioned it, I emailed the guy like that following morning. I haven't heard back from him. I assume he's very busy. I've watched a couple of his interviews and, and looked at it. The other thing that I would like to, if I ever get a response, the other thing that I would like to also follow up in regards to that study is uh, the, stu- the experimental protocol was to say, um, stay safe, everybody or something like that, Stay safe. you put the mask on, you say, stay safe, everybody. And the, the speaker would say it 10 times. Some of the masks, he got four different speakers to say the phrase 10 times. Some of the masks, he only had one speaker say it 10 times. The neck fleece, or what he's calling a neck fleece, quote unquote, only had one speaker. And the standard deviation of that, if you look at his graphs, are pretty big. Really, really big, as are the standard deviations from no mask. And so depending on where within the standard deviations you're looking at, his conclusions are, I feel like, not that conclusive. So I think it's something that I would love to be able to reproduce myself, but um, I think it might be a little bit beyond the scope of what I'm capable of doing or willing to do. I think that if, if I have a problem with making a stride video or a GPS watch video, like that one is going to be beyond what i'm willing to, to handle but it's a very good question and something that i'm keenly interested in i'm trying to get more information for everybody on it so we'll see um uh, if i ever get a response back but i think that he was using a regular fleece uh neck gaiter and not a fleece one because i also have a neck gaiter made out of fleece um so I'll, if i can find anything else i'll let you guys know all right. In the meantime, though, I think that's where uh, I'm going to leave it for today. We went long today. It's 4 o'clock. Sorry about that. Um, I, uh, tomorrow's video, I don't know. Oh, tomorrow's video, I'm going to talk about the Clifton 7. So that'll be tomorrow, and then we'll do Trivia Tuesday. I'm not sure what we'll talk about for Trivia Tuesday, but I'll figure it out. I, I almost always do. All right. In the meantime, hopefully you guys are staying safe out there, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Thanks, everybody.